You're listening to Selfish the Podcast. This is the place where we make much ado about you. I'm your host, Allie Martin. Thanks for joining me. Emily Ho's passion for blogging and helping brands tell their story blends seamlessly into her encouragement of body positivity. I love her ability to know what she stands for and be able to share that with so many people. Thank you so much for talking with me today, Emily. No, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. So first, tell us about yourself. Well, I am a blogger and a digital marketing strategist. So the two worlds actually combine quite a bit. My blog is called Authentically Emmy, and I focus on um, plus size fashion, body positivity, everyday life stuff, the ups and the downs. And then my business is Authentically Social, where I do digital marketing campaigns and strategy work for people in the fitness and fashion space. And the fun thing is, is that my clients that I've had for over five years each now, they are, they always found me or they originally found me because of my blog. So it all ends up tying back together (laughs) um, a little bit. So it's, it's kind of fun to be yourself and also be a business owner and have it all kind of work together. Well, and I was connected to you through a mutual friend, um, but I knew you from your blog as well. So um, I think you're, you're right on with um, people know you as the voice behind Authentically Emmy. So tell us what led you to start that blog? What was the thought behind that? Well, I started it a while ago, almost nine years ago now, um, as a way I was, so I was rejected on the biggest loser. I thought I was going to be on the biggest loser, the TV show. I had gone through all these rounds of auditions and I was like, Woo, I'm going to do it. And then I didn't get on. And so I thought, what are the real reasons why I wanted to be on this show and what could I do to kind of help simulate that? And part of it was just, I wanted to share my story or I wanted to share my journey when it came to weight or fitness or all of that stuff. So I just started writing about like, here's me in the gym. Here's me eating this food or trying to do this. Here's me going through health issues, trying to figure stuff out. So it really just became, it was a personal journal really to begin with. And since then it's just evolved in crazy ways. Um, but yeah, I started it almost nine years ago and I, I look back now and I'm like, gosh, it feels like an eternity of writing, but I feel like there's so much more to talk about. Well, and your writings have gone on to appear on some pretty high profile websites. You've been on Oprah.com, BuzzFeed, Ladies Home Journal, Refinery29, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So did you know you were going to get this kind of attention? I mean, if you were on The Biggest Loser, you would have gotten a ton of publicity and, you know, all eyes on you. So doing the blog as kind of like the the afterthought, did you think you were going to get that same kind of attention? Never. Um, I think part of starting the blog and, and doing talking about weight loss, which is not something I actually talk about anymore. And that's kind of the evolution of blogging as you become a different person. I mean, the person I was nine years ago is totally different from the person that I am today. And it's really interesting to look back and see like how things, how life has changed, how your perception has changed. Um, But I never thought that there would be any sort of um, national platform or that stories that I relate would actually get back out to other people who would want to share them with a larger audience. That was never the plan. The plan was to maybe share a little bit and and form a little 
tribe of people who were supportive and could like cheer me on and have friends who maybe cheered me on and maybe work with a gym that like was body positive and that I would feel welcome in and that I could show other people like, oh, you can do this too and you're welcome and your body is a good body and all this stuff. But it never crossed my mind that that people would be seeing this kind of from all over and sharing it in such ways. So I'm just really blown away by it and thankful by it. But that was never, that was never part of my thought process. Well, I think the, you know, you, in the title, it's authentically Emmy. So I think the reason why you do get so much attention is because you are authentic. Um, you're very open with personal struggles. What has been the hardest part about opening up like that and making it known to the world what you're going through? I mean, the hardest part is knowing that there are always going to be trolls. There are always going to be people reading it who don't have good intentions. Um, you get people who hate read and then they hate comment and then they say horrible things without actually knowing you as a person. And, and people don't like those sorts of people don't seem to take into account that they're not, they're only seeing a tiny portion of me that I choose to share. Um, they're not seeing all facets of my life. They don't know everything about me. Um, they're making snap judgments based on a little bit of information that I might be providing. Um, so that's, that's the hardest part is I try to filter a lot of things that I do through the lens of what might, what people might say, but then that ends up hindering how I might say something. So I try to remove them from the equation, but it's always a filter that I have running through. Um, if I share something, you know, this raw or this, um, unconventional, mm -hmm. how are people who are not well-intentioned going to respond to it? And that's, like a muscle I've had to form over the years is how to tune those voices out because they can really kind of destroy your confidence as a person, much less just as a blogger or a writer. Yeah, I can imagine that that's really um, tough to kind of put that behind you and not let that affect you. Um, but so on the flip side of that, there's got to be some enjoyable parts or you wouldn't keep doing it. So what's, right. what's the most fun part of, of this? Well, I just, I really like sharing my, the reason I share my stories is because it feels like it opens up a dialogue for other people to share theirs. And in doing that, it creates a community. And so the little community that I have of followers and people that I subsequently then follow and read, it's, it's a safe space. It creates, um, like there's camaraderie when you share the most raw details of your life. There's people who are saying, oh my gosh, I needed to hear that. Or I went through something really similar. I'm so glad someone else has said that. We tend to just suffer in silence. Like I, I had this whole thing where I, I mean, I processed my entire divorce through, through writing through a blog. And it's, that's not something that people typically write about because we just want to see the highlight reels or it seems like that's what people want. But the more you open up and the more you share and you make yourself vulnerable, the more people tend to respond in a positive way. So it's you are afraid to share things because you're afraid people might come back in a in a hurtful or, or negative way. But it really the inverse is true. I mean, you you tend to kind of open up and and it allows you to be able to process things as well differently than if you were just kind of holding it all inside or maybe even just sharing with your therapist or, or something. It just gives um, a voice to things that other people are going through. And and the most rewarding part is hearing back from people who have been there, done that, or maybe who haven't even been there, done that, but appreciate you sharing something that is not 
polished and poised and perfect at all times. Hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely can relate to that. On your blog bio, you, you talk about, like, what you focus on with, with your blog and, you know, kind of your mentality about life. And you say, what I am focused on is living a healthy lifestyle with the body I have and not hating it. Instead of focusing on losing weight, I'm focused on gaining life. I love this. So how did you get to this point in your life where you can have that train of thought? Well, it's hard because I have that train of thought, but it doesn't jive with what society is continuously telling women in particular. I mean, all people, but women in particular. Um, you know, we have beauty standards, size standards, all of this stuff. Maybe I go out in the world and I sit in a booth and it's a little bit too tight or it's not comfortable. So there's always this feedback mechanisms that that's not the right way of thinking. But for me personally, it, I mean, I'd been on a diet since I was five. And like, <laughs> I, when I look back and think about all of the time that I've spent and energy spent on hating my appearance, on um, listening to other people saying that this size is bad or that you are a bad bot, like your body's bad because it doesn't look a certain way or doesn't fit a certain way. Um, the amount of time that, that I've spent on that, when you actually try to break it down and look at it, is just obscene. Um, that's years and years of life feeling like you're not good enough. And it's, that's just, it's not true. Like everybody has a good body. Everybody is worthy. Mm. Um, a lot of the dieting kind of mentality and the, the weight loss stuff, it, it, it just manifested itself in, in ugly ways. And eventually, you know, dieting since I was five, I went to fat camp when I was a teenager, which was a great experience. And some of the first stuff I ever blogged about was how awesome fat camp was. But it's just you're taught that your body is bad and you fight your body. Like mm. I've been fighting my body since I was five. And that's just not that's not the kind of life that I want to live. That's not the kind of energy that I wish to put out about myself and, and something I don't want to force that on myself. So, um, it's, it's just been kind of evolution. I also, when I was in my mid twenties, right before I, I tried to start my blog and was trying to get on the biggest loser, I had been diagnosed with binge eating disorder. So it was like years of just <laughs> completely disordered thinking about my body yeah. and my mind. And it all stemmed around, me trying to chase a number on a scale. Um, and I feel like I just missed a lot because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's just every time I, I, even if I go out and I, I mean, I was sitting, uh, I went to an event this past weekend and I was in the restroom just going about my business and I had to hear someone in a stall next to me talking to her friend in the other stall about how fat she looked about how her spanks weren't holding her in enough and blah, 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 blah. And I go out and she's probably a size four. Mm. And I'm just like, why, why are we going to fill our conversations and our days with these kinds of thoughts and this kind of talk? Yeah. And it's rampant. And once you become aware of it, it's, it, I mean, it's just, it's everywhere. So I try to, um, and it's hard because I started out as a weight loss blogger. And so people continuously ask me like, oh, what do you weigh now? How much have you lost now? And I'm oh. like, I can't, I can't focus on that. Um, and that's kind of why I have that on my little bio. Cause I just, I, I don't want that to be a defining part of who I am. <laughs> it's hard because that's, that's how I started. You know, yes. I started trying to talk about that and so really trying to pull myself away. Um, and thankfully there's a lot more community online around body positivity and who are helping make people aware of 
of the constant feedback that we give ourselves and others. Um, it's just been really eye opening. So it's a daily struggle, sometimes multiple times a day, <laughs> struggling with that. But it's it's just I can't waste my energy on uh, on the scale right now. Well, I'm I'm just really proud of you for for making that stance and and actually preaching that to the world because that's so similar to what selfish is all about and in, you know, taking care of yourself and not necessarily worrying about what others think about that, but, you know, making sure that you are loving you um, so that you can love others well as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so exactly. Kind of talk to us about that, the negative misconceptions that are around that, because I'm sure you, you know, have, dealt with that with, you know, saying I'm going to love my body at no, you know, no matter what size. And, you know, that's so similar to just focusing on yourself and saying, you know, this is, this is what I'm going to do, but that has some negative connotations to it. Yeah. Body politics are just completely their own set of that. I mean, it's just horrible. Like I am, I get, I mean, I get comments and I get emails quite frequently, not they're not enough to deter me. And definitely there's much more positive than negative, but you know, people who say, Oh, of course your ex-husband cheated on you because you were fat and you never lost the weight. Or, um, they just say Uh. really hurtful things or they say, you know, Oh, you're, you're really unhealthy. Um, you're like, uh, what do they say? You're glorifying obesity. I'm like, yeah, but I also did a half marathon. So if you want to do that next weekend, like Mm, go for it, you know, a lot of it is just, um, you know, it, it's there's People so much inserting in, their thoughts into yeah. a world that they don't know anything but just a little blip of about yeah well I mean it's in the media it's all over you know lose 10 pounds by whatever I got an email today from a digital influencer that I really admire but it was like there's only this many days left until summer like let's do this accountability thing so we look good in a bikini I'm like I look good in a bikini <laughs> it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter it just yeah. that's not like that's so it's, it's packed in everywhere and it's so ingrained in our society that bigger is bad. And, um, that's just that I, you know, I'm glorifying obesity or I'm glorifying laziness or I must be hiding something. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty much an open book. Um, and this is how I'm going to live my life. And it, it might be selfish, I guess, to some people, but it's my life. I get to do with it what I choose to do with it. Um, and I'm not, unless I'm hurting you by, by doing something, I'm yeah. not quite sure why it matters. Um, so yeah, I just, I think a lot of things and the writing process itself and, and writing the blog and kind of changing over the years, I have found that I feel like I'm getting more and more selfish. And you know what happens when I do that is I thrive. I I mean, more people read or more people interact or my business grows or I become happier. So I think we have to really prioritize ourselves and do things in a, in a way that is not, not always pleasing others, um, in order to help advance ourselves. So we can be the best people for those around us. Hmm. So what are your favorite ways to be selfish? I, if I can just take five minutes and get coffee, I'm like, that's, 
that's my happiest place. <laughs> um, I also just like, because I work online, I work in social media. I'm always like on social media sites. I really like just browsing Pinterest for a while and just looking yes. at pretty things and just, I mean, it, it's something about it just turns my brain off and, and it, it's like, it's visual stimulus or stimulus. And I just kind of look at it and I'm like, Oh, it's nice. Um, drinking a nice cup of tea, like about an hour ago during lunch, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit down and like need to clear my head I'm gonna make some tea and just sit here put a timer on for 15 minutes because otherwise I just get restless and get up um, so you know really little things little things like that you know spending time with my fiance and just hanging out and watching Netflix that's always a good thing and then I mean my biggest push right now and being selfish is saying no um, I'm yes. really trying hard to flex that no muscle um, and that's that's a process and I think it's something we all have a hard time doing because we want to commit to everything, but um, that's my latest, my latest endeavor. Is there anything you wish you could be doing more of? Always. Um, <laughs> I, I, I wish I had more time to write. I've, I've been focusing a lot on fashion stuff lately on my, in my content because fashion's easy to write about. It's fast. I take out the pictures. I post them up. It's, you know, doesn't take a lot of effort on my part, but yet there are so many things I want to say. I'm just not quite sure how I want to say them. So I want some more time to just percolate on some things. Um, I want more time to write. And then with my business, I want more time to spend. I, I do a lot of community management and I love, love, love my clients. Um, but I want to really work a little bit more with individuals and, um, you know, doing some coaching as far as like how to become an influencer or, um, you know, I guess female entrepreneurs who are trying to start a business, how to grow a social following, um, how to start a blog, those sorts of things. So that's, that's all stuff that I would love to have time to do. Um, and saying no, I think is, is part of what's going to help make that happen. That's a, yeah, that's a great point. So what is next for Emily? Um, I think a lot of the stuff that I want to be doing, I think, um, writing a lot more. I, I had in the past been working on a memoir and, um, that's just something that's kind of been on the back burner as life gets kind of flipped upside down and you realize your story has changed a little bit. Mm. Um, you know, that's, always kind of been something that I want to finish. Um, it's just going to involve some more refinement. Um, also, you know, really building some stuff around influencer marketing, um, within my authentically social work. Um, and then hopefully, you know, coaching or running some trainings for some female entrepreneurs trying to kind of start or grow their business, um, on the marketing side that, that, that really is something that makes me excited. And I want to do things that, make me feel that way. I love that. Well, we're going to keep a close eye on those things because um, I'm sure you have some um, awesome things to come. So thank you so much for talking to us today, Emily. It's been a pleasure to hear your story and um, hear your stance on uh, loving yourself and um, I stand right there with you. Yeah. Thank you. You've been listening to Selfish. You can find show notes on SelfishThePodcast.com. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend about Selfish and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.